Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how's things, huh? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit. Onnit is a company that I am one of the owners of. Uh, it's a very, very important company to me, uh, not just because of the fact that I'm one of the owners, but also because of the fact that I use every single thing that we sell at Onnit. Um, and I, I use it because it works. And I use it because it's everything that we have is designed for what we call human optimization or total human optimization. The idea being that you want to try to perform at your best physically, mentally, everything. And it's like, how do you do that? What's the best way to do that? Well, one of the best ways is inspiration. One of the best ways is to find out about other people. That's partly what this podcast is about today. Um, today's guest is Alexander Gustafson, Alex the Mauler, one of the uh, top UFC, the number one, in fact, UFC light heavyweight contender. Uh, talking to inspirational people, finding what they do, and using it for fuel. That's how I think of it. Um, and I always tell people, well, what's on it all about? They ask that question. I say, go to the Onnit Academy link. When you go to the upper right-hand corner of the Onnit website, you're taken to a section of the website that really best embodies the philosophy behind Onnit. It is all about, it's all for free. Anybody can go there and access all the articles. And the articles are all about the science behind exercise physiology, uh, Q&As and interviews with fascinating, interesting people that will fire you up. Great articles on diet and exercise and different strength and conditioning routines, uh, different ways to be mindful and articles on meditation. This is what Onnit is truly all about. Um, there is a physical Onnit Academy that's in Austin, Texas. That's an amazing gym to work out at. We have 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu there, Bang Muay Thai. We have a great cafe and awesome workout classes. The Academy link, however, I think is really the best way for people to get a handle. You go there and you go, oh, I see what you fucking freaks are doing. We have a ton of amazing products uh, b between supplements and strength and conditioning equipment and healthy snacks and foods. But mostly what we are all about is the mindset and the lifestyle of a person who's trying to do their best at everything. You know, I want to do my best at everything. And most of it is about the energy that you have. And I think you get that energy from being healthy I think you get that energy from a healthy mindset, from looking at things correctly, from being passionate, from being enthusiastic. That's what we're all about. And that, that's a big part of the Onnit Academy link. That's a big part of the supplements and the big part of the strength and conditioning equipment and the philosophy behind the company and the brand. Go to Onnit.com, use the code word Rogan, and you will save 10% off any and all supplements. We're also brought to you by the Cash App once again. I'm a big fan of this app, not just because it's an amazing way for you to send and receive money with friends and family, not because it's an amazing way for you to buy Bitcoin as well, and not just because you can buy as little as a dollar's worth of Bitcoin. You don't even have to buy an entire Bitcoin, which is up to, would you say, Jamie, 8500 bucks today? 8000 It goes up. It goes down. One of the things that I love about the Cash App is when you download the Cash App for free from the App Store or from Google Play, you use the promo code Joe Rogan, one word, $5 will go to you, and more importantly, perhaps, $5 will go to Justin Wren's Fight for the Forgotten Charity. If you do not know Justin, please 
stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin the image. No, stop what you're doing and go download one of the podcasts, one of the many podcasts that Justin and I have done. Justin is one of the top Bellator heavyweights. He is a, a great fighter, but even more important, an amazing human being that has founded a charity called Fight for the Forgotten. Why did I say it that way? Forgotten? Fight for the Forgotten, where he builds wells for the pygmies in the Congo. So when you use the promo code Joe Rogan, when you download the cash app, you will get $5, and Justin Wren's Fight for the Forgotten charity will also get $5. And we we're very, very happy to announce that through this promotion, we have raised thousands of dollars for the pygmies in the Congo, and we have built several wells already, and more are being organized right now as we speak and funded. Um, the Cash app, and this is a, it's an amazing, easy app for you to use. You download it for free. You can buy and sell Bitcoin instantly with the Cash app. And you can send and receive money so easy with friends and family. It's a beautiful, beautiful app. And how do you not love the, 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 the sentiment behind it? where they're donating $5 to you and $5 to Justin Wren's Fight for the Forgotten charity. So download the Cash App, use the promo code Joe Rogan, one word, and let's get this party started. Woo! We are also brought to you by Stamps.com. Stamps.com is one of the easiest ways for you to access the amazing services of the U.S. Post Office. The easiest. How about not one of the, but fucking the easiest. It's way better than one of them those postage meters it's cheaper and here's the thing about the post office sometimes you have to wait in line it's not that big a deal when you think about the fact that these people are willing to take something after you wait in line you give them some money and they fly it all over the world but isn't it easier if you just stay home of course it is that's where stamps.com comes in stamps.com allows you to buy and print official u.s u.s Stamps.com allows you to buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your own computer or printer. It's easy, it's convenient, it's reliable, and it's efficient. You click print mail and you're done. It's fucking so easy. You create your Stamps.com account in minutes online with no equipment to lease, no long-term commitments, and they'll give you... A digital scale, which automatically calculates the exact postage. Stamps.com will even help you decide the best class of mail based on your needs. You take that printed postage, you put it on the package, hand it to the mail person, or drop it in the mailbox, and you're diggity done. I love it. I love Stamps.com. I love it as a service. Many of my friends use it. Brian Redband uses it for DeskSquad.tv, where he sends out all his original artwork and T-shirts and stuff. comes from that. Uh, I know Bill Burr uses it. I know Burt Kreischer uses it. Tom Segura and Christina Pazitsky use it. You can't go wrong with Stamps.com. And if you go to Stamps.com and click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in J-R-E, they will hook you up with a four-week trial plus postage, and a digital scale. That's stamps.com and enter J-R-E. My guest today is the UFC light heavyweight number one contender and a fucking hell of a guy. Please give it up for Alexander the Mauler Gustafson. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. 
The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Alexander Gustafson, ladies and gentlemen, we're live. Good to see you, buddy. What's happening? Good to be here. I'm good. I'm good. You uh, you just recovering from shoulder surgery? Did yeah. you have shoulder? What'd you have done? Uh, I was wrestling. I wrestling practice. I I got taken down. Believe it or not, <laughs> and, and uh, <laughs> I got I actually slammed and and I landed on. I was I was like trying to pose with my arm and mm-hmm. I was slammed. So just felt something in my shoulder basically, and it didn't hurt at first. I was trying to stand up and I felt it was just a mess in there. And after that, I went to the hospital and from there I've been I've been I've been rehabbing. I got so a plate what? inside. Oh wow, a plate. Yeah, I took it out now in like. Uh, end of last year, but I had a plate for a couple of months. Yeah, what was the extent of the injury? Uh, nothing was broken. It was more like the collarbone, just, just uh, dislocated, r- dislocated, ripped apart from my shoulder. So <laughs> they had to put it back in, put the plate on, three screws down. That's the first real injury I had for my whole career. I had bruises, stitches, and all that, but this is the first real. I had some problem with my back, but... Pull this thing right in front of your, your face there, so it's... Sorry. Like your, yeah, it's, like there you go. it's under your Viking beard. It's getting muffled uh, up. <laughs> <laughs> so, were there tendons torn or ligaments? Or yeah, like, ligaments, tendons, everything just torn apart. Wow. So they stitched it all back together again, put yeah. a plate in there. Yeah. And now I've just been, I've been rehabbing. I feel fine. I'm 100% now, so I've been, I'm, I'm training. So how many months of, was it? Well, this happened in August, and uh, um, yeah, I took away the plate end of last last year, and I've been rehabbing for a couple of months. So yeah, I have it. six months totally, maybe. Oh yeah, so I was when you grabbed the bow and you were pulling it back. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't have him do that. Cause <laughs> that's like, you know, that that kind of movement is like bench pressing. Yeah, but pressing. I'm fine now. I'm good. I'm good. I'm. Yeah. It's all good. That's but that, good. That bow was powerful, though. I didn't that's expect that. Yeah, it's no joke. It's good. That's some good real training. shit. Oh yeah, yeah. It's definitely good, like back training, if you wanted to work on those muscles. They're very specific. One hundred percent. Yeah. But um, so when you do that, do you go through? Are you doing like platelet-rich plasma and all sorts of different therapies to try to like accelerate the healing? Well, I I, I done I done I done my I done my physical rehab. I done a lot of like. Uh, uh, I don't know the in, the word in English, but uh, a lot of acupuncture, f- uh, acupuncture. Yeah, a lot of a lot of massage, a lot of rehab and lifting small weights. Mm-hmm. Really boring stuff. I hate that stuff. I I I hate it so much. But you just have to do it. It's just tiny weights. I started with that, and uh, then I just been increasing, and now that's it. Well, boring as rehabbing. You I, you know, obviously, I'm a big fan of yours. And I was Thanks. very worried when, um, after the Glover Teixeira fight, which I thought was like your masterpiece so far Appreciate in your career. That. Thank you. Well, it's just, you've always been a very, very good fighter, but when you see a guy hit this new level, and that's what I felt like you were in the Glover fight, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, that combination that you finished him off with, was that was some video game shit. <laughs> that was crazy. It, it was, was a, like, it was for yourself too, right? Yeah, no, it was, it was just standing there. It was yeah. just standing there, and I just, he ate my shot, he ate my uppercuts. Yeah, I worked all night. It was crazy. Um, so then, when I heard that you were injured after, I'm like, ah, oh, shit! Like you were just catching your stride. It was just a, a perfect. No, I know. That's what I felt because I felt like, like you said, I, I had, I had everything go. I had su- such a flow in in training, in in life generally. I, everything felt really good. 
and I, I'm hungry. I, I was motivated. I'm, I'm, I'm very motivated. Uh, but that that time after that that win and and Glover is a tough opponent and everything went so well and with the fight and everything and and uh, I felt I felt really good. And then this happened. So so it was it, it was a big setback, but. Uh, what doesn't kill you makes you strong, right? So I just kept working on it, and and uh, I just, I just like I'm just I just looked forward, and and uh, I got a goal in my sight. That's it. Well, the one thing that is good about something like that is it really gives you time to pause and reflect and pay attention to all the other aspects of your game. And you're such a footwork heavy, movement heavy guy. As That's my is. thing, footwork. Yeah. But that's it's so unusual for a guy as tall and as big as you to be so agile and have so much footwork and movement. I mean, it must be a giant asset for you in fighting. It is. And for, for the Glover fight, I could do that for 10 rounds. I, I, you know, I wasn't tired at all. I was just, I did my thing and I was out of there. I wasn't in his pocket. I wasn't in his range. Right. Then I did my thing again and I was out of there. I could do that all night, all night long. And... That, that's also a thing like I knew I always had it but after that fight I really felt that this this is working this is my thing and this is what I'm going to use and I'm going to get better at it I'm going to get better in everything the whole game but this is my this is my key thing this is it and I know movement and footwork if I fought DC like I fought like I fought Glover I'll beat him I'll beat him all day long I'm telling you I'll beat him well it was a very close fight the first time you guys fought yeah but I, yeah, I, I was, but I, I still didn't uh, I didn't do it enough, man. I was I was in his pocket too much. One of the things that I really like about you, Alex, is that when you talk about yourself, you're very hard on yourself. You know, like, I like that. Uh, the, one of the things that you said is that you're never satisfied. This is the never. life of a high-level athlete. Never satisfied. Never, never. I just, I just want to improve all the time. And I've always been that guy. I've always been that, that person. always had to take the hard way. In, in stuff, learning, learning new stuff. I have to all the, all the time take the new, uh, the hard way. You know, to I always have to take a beating first before I win. <laughs> and that, that, that's that's how it's been, and and, uh, and that just makes me stronger. And and I got that fire in me, and it just grows. Yeah, well, you're still young. I mean, how old are you now? Thirty-one. Not that yeah. young. <laughs> that's young, though. I mean, we think, consider Thanks. how long you've been fighting in the UFC. I mean, how old were you when you had your first fight in the UFC? 21, 22. That's crazy. That's 10 man. years now. That's crazy. It's 10 years. Do you think about yourself as 21 fighting in the UFC? Like, what? Yeah, no, it's, it feels like. But I think it, it, it's, it's, 10, it's 10 years. It's always 10 years, but it feels like it was yesterday. I'm sure. Time runs. In, especially, in particular, in this business, because your life is it's all about the next fight. It's always planning for the next fight, the next fight. So years are just passing me. Bye. Well, you also have constant growth and improvement but it gets tested in these big jumps like every three times a year two times a year whatever it is your schedule that you're fighting on yeah. you get these big tests and you get to find out how applicable everything that you've worked on is yeah yeah that, that's that's how it is and and, and you you feel you feel after that test you just feel like What's next? Yeah. What should I do next? What, what, what's, the, what's the next improvement? What's the, what's the, what's the next opponent? Uh, where's the belt? Where, stuff right. like that. You know. When you get off of a, like, you had like one of the most spectacular fights with John Jones. I mean, down to the wire, like is as close as it gets. And when you get out of a fight like that, where you almost won the title against the greatest of all time, like what is what is that feeling like? And where do you go from there? 
you know, it was tough. It was really tough because, you know, everybody was saying, like, you're winning this fight, you're winning this fight. You had three rounds against him. Like, you're winning this fight. Like, it, it felt like, like you said, it was, on, it was just... It was just right there at the goal line. I, you know, I didn't really pass that goal line at all. Um, I just felt like that uh, it, it was tough. It was tough. But, but, but like now, sitting here now talking to you, it's a, big, it's a really good experience for me. And, and you know, I really, it, it's a good time for me. The fight was, it's a highlight in my career for sure, in my life for sure. It was such a close fight. When the, when the scorecards are being tabbed, and you, uh, you know, you're just sitting there waiting for the decision. Did you think you had it? You know, I didn't know. Right. I, I didn't know. I didn't so know. So much chaos. Could you even remember what had happened over the last five rounds? <laughs> I remember. I remember. I remember the. I remember the fight. Uh, and I got. Uh, I remember almost the, the whole fight, but it was just. It, John Jones is such a beast. He's, he, you know. I'm telling you, uh, just for me, John Jones, winning over John Jones is bigger than taking the belt. I'm telling you, that guy is, the guy is, is such a beast. And, and uh, yeah, what was the question? <laughs> just whether, no, it's okay. I mean, express yourself. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with you. He is a beast. You know, I'm, I'm very disappointed with all the stuff that's happened to him, obviously, and especially the most recent one, which I really... I really believe, based on the evidence, is a mistake. Right. I think I think he got a hold of something tainted because if they they tested him before that, he was negative. They tested him after that, he was negative. And what he tested for was such a minuscule amount. There's no way it was something so? that he, yeah. There's no way. Like according to Novitsky and according to USADA, according to like how they test people, what whatever he consumed must have been an extremely small amount. It wasn't an amount that would have had any benefit whatsoever in terms of performance, performance enhancing. Well, they know the thing, so you know, that, you know, if just let the you know expert handle that. I don't know what to say. I, I know for a fact that he's been in that same situation a couple of times. This is not the first time, so yeah, you know, it's. Just, well, he definitely is a wild motherfucker. He is. He is. <laughs> he is. He definitely does some shit he probably shouldn't do. But yeah, hundred percent, man. But uh, I mean, but the thing is, it's so stupid because he's what it is. He's he's the best guy pound for pound out there. He's done things nobody else has done. He's he he's just a beast, and, and still, shit just comes up all the time. He doesn't yeah. even need that steroids. He doesn't even yeah. need that shit in him. Right. He's, he's still the best guy out there. I don't think he took anything. I really don't. But I but I agree with you on that. And I think you need a guy like that. You need a guy like that out there, like to, yeah. to bring you to your full potential. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. No, like I said to you, fighting him and beating him that's bigger than taking the belt right now. That's how I feel because he's look what he did to DC, man. Yeah, and DC crazy. is tough. He's really he finished DC. Yeah. That's, that's just insane. So. It is just insane. Yeah. yeah. And he finished him with a kick that DC said he's never going to hit him with. Yeah. That's what I was know. crazy. <laughs> that's, that's insane. Yeah. He's like, know. you're never going to hit me with that left no. eye kick? Oh, there, wham. Yeah. You just look for the po- opportunity that takes it. Yeah. Tendencies are crazy. It's just some of them just get so ingrained in the way your body moves and yeah, the way yeah, you operate. Yeah. No, he's he, he's an expert, what, of course, he, he, what he's doing. And he's he's studying his opponent very well. Uh, everything is just such 
planned in details for the fights and he just he knows exactly when he should go for that or that or that and staying creative and, and using his fantasy and it's amazing to see yeah that jackson winklejohn team is a truly exceptional team i mean they, they really did do phenomenal with him now where you're at now is a very interesting situation because john is in exile no one knows what's going to happen in terms of how long he's going to be suspended dc is now fighting stipe miocic for the heavyweight title and who knows what's happening there i mean that does that bother you? Because it seems like it kind of like puts the 205 title in limbo. It does. Yeah. It does. I, I didn't see that coming at all. This is a fight at all. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a great fight for, for them and for the fans and for the sport. But, you know, for us standing in, standing in line, we're just, you know, we're just sitting there on our, on our like, we're just sitting there and waiting for, for an opportunity and it's not going to come. It's not going to be there. So, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, I, I w- that, that's also a thing that's been motivating me a lot because uh, after the fight with Glove, I got injured and, and all that. And, and I was really looking forward to come back and, and, and make, make a really strong uh, performing, you know, a very strong next performance. I just really wanted to, I, I had my eyes on that goal. And and uh, and then they, they met, I actually counted almost, uh, f- you know, fighting DC. But then, then it was all gone by him going up the stippers. So so it's it's a crazy situation. The, the whole division is, is it's just crazy right now. Yeah, it really is because that fight is not even going to take place until July. So here we are in April, May, June, July. We have three months till that fight takes place. I know. So that fight and then... Obviously, at least three months, most likely more, before the title could be challenged again. So that's we don't even know if it's coming if it comes back. Again. Right, he might Who not. Who knows what happens in that fight? Plus, and once he gets used to eating again, like you know, DC DC wins. I, 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 I see it in pictures now. You know, I'm going to meet him a couple of days. <laughs> he, he looks a little bit, you know, heavy right now. Well, he was uh, on TV the other day eating potato chips. Yeah, like, I saw man, that. you're in yeah, camp. I saw that. That's <laughs> what the fuck you eating? No, he loved yeah. that. Yeah, he loves food. That's yeah. for sure. I mean, and uh, I, you know, you look back at his performance in Strike Force as a heavyweight, and it was phenomenal. He did good. Phenomenal. Yeah. He didn't lose. No, he didn't lose at heavyweight, and he's and good. Tossed around gorillas like yeah. Josh Barnett. Yeah, yeah. lift him up. Like nothing. Crazy, right? You know, this fight against Tepe is, uh, you know, if it would be another, I guess another heavyweight, I'd probably say Tepe was going to win this fight. But DC is, like you said, he's, he's a really good heavyweight. So who knows what happens? Well, his wrestling is just so next level. Yeah. It's such a, it's an interesting position because Stipe is a very good wrestler but of course DC's world class he's world class and he he doesn't take one step back man he just comes at you yeah he's be, he's just in your face you know it's, but it's tough to count out Stipe too because Stipe is the pound for pound consensus best heavyweight ever I mean the guy yeah. has defended the title more than anybody you yeah. look at his resume it's impeccable yeah. knocks out uh, Junior Dos Santos knocks out Overeem, uh, beats Francis Ngannou, who's everybody's scared of. I mean, phenomenal. No, he's a badass. He's a badass. Yeah. So you know, but DC, it's he's such a competitive guy. You know, yeah. he, he doesn't he doesn't want he doesn't take a step back and he just goes for it. Even if even in a tough situation, he just he just eats it and comes back and do what he do always. And for for being a fat guy. That guy, that guy he's works. Ca- he's screaming at you right now. Hey, man, settle down. Well, no, but that guy is is doing five rounds like nothing. Yeah. So the conditioning is is on top. Yeah, he just 
eats the wrong food. Yeah, that's, that's all what it he is. Does. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe some of it's genetic. I just think he's just eating the wrong food. I mean, there's evidence. He has he's a eating seeds, potato sure, chips. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's evidence. It's not like I'm just talking out of my ass. I've seen him eat the wrong food. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. Too. But yeah, nothing but respect for that guy. He's an awesome human being too. Yeah. Like, yeah DC he's a great is just guy. He's a, a fantastic guy. guy. Have you ever thought about fighting heavyweight? It crossed my mind from time to time, but I, I feel I'm 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 not done with and I'm not done in light heavyweight uh, yet. I have still things to do. What do you walk around at? I'm heavy. Yeah. I'm heavy. Like I'm, I'm calling DC fat, but you know, <laughs> I probably shouldn't say anything. Yeah, but you have an excuse. I've been, I've been in America for 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 two days. I again directly ten pounds. Oh just yeah, being here. all our GMO food <laughs> fucks you up. You. So like, what what when you normally are getting down to two hundred five? What do you walk around at? Two, you know, maybe I'll stop my camps at 235. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'll go up to 240 sometimes. No kidding. Wow. Are you healthy at 240 or are you just like... I move like never before. It's crazy. Really? Yeah, I do. I got some speed in my, 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 my footwork. I just... Do you feel good at 240? I feel pretty good being heavy. I do. And, and I feel strong. I feel strong. I'm sparring big guys. I'm sparring heavy guys. And I feel really strong in, in being a heavyweight. But... But uh, like I told you, man, I'm, I'm not finishing light yet. Light I understand. Yeah. I understand. But how much of you gets diminished in that cut to 205? Not that bad. No? It's like, you know, when I start, because off season, I do maybe, off season, I do, I do eight to 10 sessions a week. Uh, I don't stress, you know, uh, I, I don't eat shit food. I, of course, I sometimes I drink a couple of beers, so I have a, a pizza or whatever, you know, I'm a, I have, to li- right. I have to live sometimes, you know, uh, but but uh, it's, uh, good, you know, good good regular meals, uh, doing a little bit of he- lifting, some, 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 some weights, and, and uh, I don't, you know, when I start, when I stop my camps, it's like my body feels like, okay, it's time now to, to start working here, and, and, and I start doing my sprints, and my, my, my miles on the treadmill, I'm, you know, from one week to another, I maybe lose like 10 pounds, it's crazy. It's it's like my body just knows. Okay, it's time to work, and then I just drops like nothing. Wow! So your body's just accustomed to <laughs> yeah, the drop. Yeah. yeah, and I feel it's because you know I've done it many times, so it's just like you know your routines. No, I know you do a lot of hunting, and you were showing me some photos before yeah. the podcast. Do you incorporate wild game into your diet? That's all I do. Yeah, that's all I do. I I I won't say never, but I barely buy anything from the store when it comes to meat or. All that I just hunt. I just hunt everything I eat. I try to support my family with 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 the with what, what I'm hunting. You know, we got a. I'm hunting a lot of wild boars. We have a lot of wild boars in Sweden. I'm hunting deers. We got red deer, fallow deers. Uh, we got moose. Uh, and you can't compare the meat. It's it's so it's, it's a, as long as it's it's a it's a science just to cook it right. But if you cook it right and and you know what you're doing is the best thing ever. Yeah, I agree. And I've always wondered, like, as a professional athlete, what it would be like, like whether or not you see the benefit in eating such protein-rich, nutrient-dense meat as opposed to pasture-raised or farm, yeah, you know, cattle. Com- yeah, you can't compare it. Yeah. You can't compare it. And 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 everything around it too you know it, they're suffering they do like it's it's not a good it's not a good business at all. I don't right. like that business. I don't want to support it at all. So I'd rather do my hunting. No, I agree. And I mean, there's 
to me, it's the best way. If you're going to eat meat, it's absolutely the best way. But what I'm thinking is, like, I don't know a lot of pro athletes that only eat wild game and only hunt wild game. But I would think that there would be a great benefit in that. 100%. 100%. You, you can't get better nutrition to your body than eating eating that meat. It's the best thing there is. You know, I feel, even, like, just take, how do you feel after eating, like, a, like a, Four 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 uh, 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 four hundred gram steak. After eating like a four hundred gram, whatever dairy it is you've been hunting, you don't feel right. the same. You don't you don't feel tired. You don't feel like you're getting this food coma and stuff like that. Right. You feel fresh. Feel yeah, fresh. It's weird, right? It's a uh, wild game has a, almost an invigorating sensation to it when yeah. you eat it. Like it, yeah. it actually feels you, you, you feel, feel strong. Good. You feel strong. Yeah. You feel good about doing it. How long have you been hunting? Uh, I've been hunting since a kid. I, uh, I grew up on, on a farm, and, and, and my, my dad was hunting a lot as, when I was a kid. And then I didn't hunt for a, for a long time, and I get back to 2012, actually. I took my license, and and, uh, and I just, you know, after that, I've been hunting. If I don't train, I'm, I'm outdoors. If I don't train, I'm outdoors. And we have seasons in Sweden, so it's not like you're hunting all year round right but uh, but i make sure I, I i fill the freezer under those seasons um so yeah and i'm not training i'm hunting that's awesome man well you don't use bows there though it's not it's, it's legal. not legal right no. yeah only guns a lot of european Rifles. countries i know in spain it's legal uh, oh yeah yeah okay. in spain where you said you hunted those red deer yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. can i have a friend of mine who lives in spain he's a big bow hunter ah, okay yeah okay. no it's only rifles in sweden yeah but that works too, man. It works. Yeah. I mean, it's the most effective way for sure. And obviously it you is. can shoot them at a higher distance. And it a is. lot of people think it's more humane too. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not good with a bow, they're right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But when it comes to the feeling of being outdoors, being close to the, to, the, to, to the, being close to the animal and stuff like that, I don't even think you can compare it to, to, to actually the bow hunting. No. You have to, it's a, a whole other technique. It's a whole way to, to hunt. Well, a guy like you who loves challenges, who thrives off of that, you would you would thrive. I haven't off done of it, but if if I if I try, I probably love it. Listen, man, I'll hook you up. I appreciate I'll, I'll that. Set it all yeah, I'll up. be back. I'll be back. <laughs> My friend John Dudley is tall like you too, so he'd be the perfect guy to coach you. He yeah, could uh, explain great. it to you and take you out on a hunt. Yeah, no, I can't wait, man. I love that. Well, I especially that. wild pigs. There's a, a place that he has in Oklahoma that uh, they they hunt a lot of wild pigs. I mean, they just have to eradicate them. There's so many of them. I heard about it. Yeah, it's, it's too many. It's too many. It's I heard it's, and how they hunt them too is kind of crazy. Oh, the ones in Texas where they yeah. do it from helicopters. Yeah, I saw that yeah. on YouTube channels yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> going crazy down there. They just have to. There's, yeah. I mean, Texas is so wow. big, and there's so many pigs. There's millions and millions of pigs there, and yeah. they're constantly breeding. Yeah. Yeah, they'll have like three, four litters a year, and each litter they'll have four, six piglets, and they just keep going and going and going and going, and there's just no end. Wow. And they don't have very many predators. So a few mountain lions take them out occasionally, yeah. but for the most part, they're just running and gunning, and they keep breeding. Do they get big in here? Yeah, the they pigs? get big. Yeah, they, they do. get big. Several wow. hundred pounds, yeah. That's Yeah, craziness. it's common to see three, 400-pound pigs. Wow. In, Swe- in Sweden, they're, we have a couple of them, but they don't get that big, though. Uh, the thing is, how we hunt them in Sweden is, when the farmers, when they, you know, they, they have all their acres and all the, you know, the lands, they actually call us in. Because the pigs? Yeah. Yeah. To, to help them out. And we just out there all night. The sun never goes down in Sweden in summer times. Oh, really? Now we have like a midnight sun. Uh-huh. So it, it's so cozy being out there. It's it's kind of warm. It's nice. You're going around. You're checking the lands. And it's it's 
pretty good, man. You, you would like it. I'm sure I would. Yeah. I've only been to Sweden once for the UFC when I was yeah. there, but I loved it. Stockholm's yeah. beautiful city. Thank Fantastic. You, really, really enjoyed it there. Thank you. Very nice people, too. Oh, they are. They are. They are. So... So how did you get aligned with Alliance? How did that how did that wind up happening where you started coming to America to train and how far into your career was that? Right off the field fight. Really? Yeah, right off the field fight. And back then we didn't we didn't have those resources in, in, in Stockholm at all. And you say uh, Phil Davis we we're talking about Phil, yeah, yeah, Phil Mr. Davis. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mr. So Wonderful. Who is also uh, an Alliance fighter. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, man, that you guys fought and then you went to train with him. Yeah. How, uh, what, how, how'd that work out? It went good. You know, he, he just kicked my ass the first, <laughs> first couple of times <laughs> before I started learning the, the, the whole wrestling part and yeah. how even to defend a takedown. And after that, I just become good at it. Uh, and and uh, I really enjoy, enjoy coming, coming down here, meeting the guys and training. And it's a whole other type of life. Well, yeah. it's so cool that he, uh, you know, accepted you, you know, after you were opponent, too. And how did you come and, and learn with them? Yeah, you know, I, we ju- we just talked after the fight right away, and and uh, you know, I just I just swallowed my pride, and I just talked to him, <laughs> talked to him after the fight, and like, now he invited me over, and and uh, and uh, I ke- we just came meeting my coach, we just came over, and we had no idea what to expect, and I remember we just. We just landed. No, we landed at night time. So we went to the gym to sleep. I woke up the, 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 the day after and I was hitting someone, hitting the bags down there, like in the, in, the, in the mat area, like early now, super early. I'm like, who is this? I went down. It was Phil. It was hitting the bags. And I felt so like, oh, damn, I have to do this too. I have to. <laughs> then, we, then we started to like, you know, train together. So it, it, was, it was a really good time. And then he came actually down to, to us to help me out with, with Glover Teixeira too. So you went to Sweden? Yeah, I oh, went no to Sweden for, yeah, for a couple of weeks. So, and he fought Lover too and, and that. And, you know, it's, it means so much to me to, to have these guys training with me, you know, with Phil, Ili Latifi, we mm-hmm. have Jimmy Manoa and all those guys. Yeah. Such a, such a great guys and love training with them. And it, it makes my training just, I just steps up, you know, steps up even more. We have, we have a bunch of guys. We have like Russian coming in. We established a really good, place now at all starts in, in sweden and europe around around europe and and getting so much good guys and my and my level of fighting just rises through the top man i'm telling you if if i if i spar with phil jimmy or or earlier i just feel like every day it's every day is a fight you know you, you can't be relaxed you can't just throw a jab and don't care about the counter you have to such amazing training. Well, it's so fantastic, it. too. Over the last decade, the level of talent that's coming out of Europe has just escalated. It's been so different and yeah. so big. And the wrestling, too, which is a big part of it. So much more wrestling. So much, yeah. so much more talent. Exactly. Now, we, you know, we, have, we, have, we have guys coming from, from, from Uzbekistan. We have r- different Russian countries down there. They're coming in. And those guys are beasts. I'm telling you. They are yeah. beasts. And, and they're... they're they're driving their, their, their double legs to take down stay and they eat, they eat shots though they eat shots they take it like nothing and it just comes at you so they make they make, they make me work a lot and and yeah it's, it's, that's exactly what I need exactly what I need yeah that's been one of the more interesting things over the last five or six years is the rise of the Russians there's yeah. been so many from the Soviet former Soviet Union yeah yeah, yeah. now they're, they're and they have, they have such a they have such a working capacity they, they, they work a lot we have a couple of guys down at the gym now, and you know, they're, they're at the gym when I come to the gym. They're at the gym when I leave the gym. They never leave. 
<laughs> oh, wait, they live in there though, so they never leave basically. But but they, they live mats, there, so they actually do. Yeah, live we have there. we have we they have, have we have a facility that we so people can stay and 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 you know train. Oh, so, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. So, so but they they just work, man. They work all day long. That's a great asset to have a facility where people can train and live there. I know American Top Team put something like that in. Winkle John and um, uh, Greg Jackson put something like that in. That, yeah, that that's got to help so much. Where young guys who don't have much money, but you know, want 100%. a place to train. Hundred percent. It's a really good way to also to you know give something back, man. It's you know they have they 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 have their rooms to sleep in. We manage so they they have really good foods in you know to to bring lunches and stuff. Uh, so and we also got it. We also got it from here because we at the beginning when we came to San Diego, like I told you, it was it was another type of training, another type of lifestyle, and we saw that me and my coach Andreas Michael. So uh, we just after doing this years and years and years, uh, we now managed to do it at home, and I just love it. You know, I'll be I'll be I'll be traveling. I've been traveling all my all my career to 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 America to train and around the place so i now we establish a good a good training system that works and we establish it good and i feel great to be home uh, uh you know when you're getting a family and stuff from 31 years old and it works man it works i i've never been as that shape of my life than i've been like training at home and feeling good that's fantastic where yeah. you don't have to drain yourself by flying over across the country exactly. and staying somewhere you don't know exactly yeah you were a real pioneer in terms of like European mixed martial arts. What is it like now seeing all this sort of explode around you? I mean, it's become so popular all over the world now. I mean, MMA from when you started 10 years ago to now, it's barely recognizable. No, you were a gangster back then. Yeah. Or, or, or you were a psychopath. Either, either <laughs> one or two of those <laughs> when you're training. Like, uh, and, but nowadays, it's amazing. You know, you have, I walk around in Stockholm and, and, and uh, people are... John Kiss, they know, they know even more than I know right. about, about the techniques, about about the sport. We have all, all ladies and all gentlemen coming in, want, want an autograph or a picture. It's it's grown so much. It's it's uh, like you say, it's been exploded all over the world. Now, what I was getting at was that when you first started out, how much of a structure was in place, like in terms of like how much strength and conditioning you should do, how much sparring you should do, how much drilling you should do. You know, I just I let, I let Andreas Michael to handle that to me. Uh, he, he's 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 a, he's a he's a mastermind of, of of coaching. He 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 puts me in, in situations I you know I, f- I hate him. It, it's the worst <laughs> ever. I'm telling you, we, we've been such an, we've always been fighting sometimes. You know, <laughs> being like, uh, but he has this old mentality of training. Uh, he doesn't do we don't do too much of the scientific thing like with. You know, you watch your pulse, you you, you measure your thing. Mm-hmm. We just do the, the hardcore things. And, of course, we do that too, the, the scientific, a little bit, but not too much. So we're trying to balance it out. Uh, but just we, yeah, he, he plans everything out. He, he's a mastermind of, of coaching, and he, we, he knows me in and out, and I know him. That's another very important part in the development of young fighters is having someone that they can entrust that has knowledge, whether it's an Eric Del Fiero or Andreas or, you know, Jackson Winklejohn, like whoever it is, like having someone who really understands the sport, who can guide you. Yeah. And, and that's just such a giant resource for a guy. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and you know, as uh, the sport explodes and get bigger, you have those 
fake ones coming in and think they know everything, you know, and 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 they they want to be a they want to have a piece of the cake basically. Yeah. But you have like these guys like Eric Fierro and and, and uh, Andreas Michael and they're 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 masterminds, man. What is uh, Andreas? What is his background? Like boxing. He boxing. was a professional boxer oh. back then. He had like he has like nineteen or twenty no in, in his boxing record. So and then he broke his arm and he had to finish by has to finish career because he's his arm but uh, no he's uh, he does his does his background and that's where i got my footwork from because you know that's where i got my my ba- foundation in fighting from and then uh, then I, I, also one thing about about, about a coach uh, like for andreas for example he or eric tofiero they they don't they don't care about the glory. They don't care about the attention. You know, they they, they don't care about. They they are the head coaches, but they 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 take in if they they are honest to 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 me and and to themselves. You know, I don't know these things. I don't know grab the grappling things. I don't know the wrestling things. They learn as they learn too as it as it grows, and they learn with me. But they take in people that you know. So they, we cover the whole thing. We cover we cover the whole the whole. Sp- the, the all the aspects of the game basically so yeah eric is one of the most important but yet the most humble guys yeah he's super humble he's very in the background there's yeah. a few guys like that that i really respect john crouch from the mma lab he's very similar to they're not, not looking for attention just laying back yeah and there's a lot of guys that get that aren't looking for attention they just get it because they're so good like yeah, for us yeah, a hobby yeah. you can keep going on and on there's a lot of them but those guys are so important. I mean, it's so critical. Like finding a big camp with great fighters and a fantastic coaching staff is what, the, the, the difference between you realizing your full potential and not. Mm. That that sometimes is the difference. Yeah, that's that's just having the right coach is the key, basically. Yeah. That's the key. Coaches and training partners. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So now, so you you give him like full reign in terms full of range, like yeah. everything you do. And we discuss it all the time. We argue sometimes. We we hugging sometimes. You know, it's it's like a relationship, man. It's, it's my it's my it's my family too. So so you know we, it, that's all it is. I remember we we had a we had a really good. We had, we, had, we were in Vegas actually for a camp. I thought I was fighting Thiago Silva, and uh, he was putting me in there in the cage with some big ass wrestlers. I wasn't, and I was li- I wasn't two four two thirty five back then. I was like two twenty. 219 walking around with these guys was heavy big american heavyweights good wrestling guys and they were just taking me down taking me down <laughs> like submitting me and i was like I, st- I stand up in the cage i throw over my thing i'm like it's enough i can't take it anymore. let me out let me out of the cage let me so i was hitting the door i wanted out to get and the gym was full of people now so everybody right. just froze looking at me like and the cage was like on a pedestal so everybody could see me <laughs> <I was crazy. laughs> So I was hitting the door, and I see Andreas. He's outside the door. He's like doing this. Nope, nope. <laughs> He's staying in there. One more round. I'm telling you, I was so close to. Meanwhile, when you took John Jones down, you had to be thinking, "God damn, I'm glad he didn't open up that door." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I, I, was, I, I was surprised when, when I ended up in that position on top of him. I'm like, you shocked really, the shit out of me. <laughs> Did this really happen? I didn't think you were gonna go for it. <laughs> no. So when you you went for it and then took him down, we were like, "Oh shit!" No, I was I was shocked. I was I was laying on top of him. I'm like. Wow, I have I'm actually on top of uh, I'm on top of this guy. I, I, <laughs> I didn't even think that was possible, but it wasn't that too hard to take to I take down. You, you know? caught him by a surprise. Yeah, yeah, I did. It I was did. it was pretty awesome. I think it was a surprise too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was uh, pretty fucking awesome. 
Now, what is a typical day in your uh, in your camp? Like, do you do you break up conditioning days with skill work days? Do you do conditioning in the morning? Do you do it in, after you're done with your skill work? How do you work that? Uh, I do I do I do from ten to twelve sessions a week on, when I'm in camp. I try to we have we have actually the. The group, the, we had the group uh, workouts with the whole group, the whole elite group uh, uh, in the mornings. And then we do everything from sparring to to good kickboxing drills to, yeah, whatever. It's That's when the group is, is training. And that's, that's, it's all the time. It's the same group at the same time every morning. And then the nighttime is more like individual. Okay, what I'm doing t- today. Yeah, you maybe do five, five, five rounds of pads and then you do the sprints. Or it could be... Either one or strength or yeah, it could be either one. So that's how we that's how we how we do it basically. So do you have a separate jujitsu coach, a separate Muay Thai coach? Like how do you how do you work all that stuff out? Yeah, yeah the guy that was with me now, mm-hmm. Joachim Carlson, he's actually the 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 national uh, the national coach of Thai boxing, he's ah. right. and he's coaching me in in my, in my in my kicks and my knees and my. In my in my kickboxing, and then I Alan, Alan Nascimento. It's it's a Brazilian uh, uh, Brazilian. He lives in I've been living in Sweden many years. Now. It's a family and everything. So he's having he has my jiu-jitsu and my grappling, and he he's such a competitive guy. He still tra- he he still competes. He beats me up and he spars with me basically. That guy he spars with me, and he just he makes me learn the hard way. So you've got just an, an amazing staff over there. Amazing right? staff. It's amazing staff. That's fantastic. Yeah, I love it. And so when you say you do these 10 to 12 sessions per week, do you have like a, a board up on the wall where you outline the week ahead or do you do it day by day? How do you do that? No, I get a text from Andreas. This That's is the, it. This is the week. Today we're doing this. this. I'm just, I just waiting for that text, man. I put the silence on. <laughs> I put my phone like that. I don't want to see it, man. <laughs> but I have to, man. So, so, so that's how it works. So you give me a text. If, if we do, it could be on the board to have a big web board on the on the on the on the wall it could be on the wall too he puts down the session if it's something particular we have maybe sparring coming in we have to adapt the, the schedule a little bit it difference it's it's a difference on every week so yeah i can imagine i can imagine it gets are you still training yeah i yeah. still train you do? Yeah. yeah i've got some serious injuries that i'm trying to heal up right now though what, what's the injuries two uh problems uh one big one is i got tendonitis in my elbow I've okay. never had tendonitis before. And I don't it, know what that is, though. It's fucking strain in the tendon that oh, just okay. does. If you tendons have low blood supply, yeah. so the problem with tendonitis is it takes forever to heal. And I did overstretch the arm. It was uh, from pulling, from cleans, and from chin ups. Oh, okay. It's, it's this one on the inside, this this muscle right here, or this tendon gotcha. right here. Okay. Man, I fucked it up. I just I kept training with it. I kept you got just, an inflammation in yeah, it. Yeah, real bad to the point sure. where. It wasn't healing, and I did stem cells and PRP. I finally got a hold of it, but this thing right here, I keep it with me all the time. This helped me more than anything. It's a thing called the TheraBand, and what you do is you hold it because it's on, this is the elbow that's injured, so I hold it out like this. I twist it, and then I slowly untwist it with this side, and that therapy, just doing this, cool. I do this like five, six times a day. I'll do like 10 reps. That's been like the best thing. That's helped me more than anything. Will you be able to train now or you've been now, just now pretty soon oh, okay. pretty soon i think i'm good in about two weeks i'm gonna give myself two more weeks you have some badass kicks oh thank you that's what i heard <laughs> MC. i'll show you i can still <laughs> kick and i have no problem with my kick. flexible yeah, yeah i'm very flexible yeah, yeah. cool 
cool. I did Taekwondo when I was a little kid. Oh, okay. I started yeah. out with that and then, you know, got into Muay Thai later. But yeah. Cool. That was I'm my not flexible at all. No? no, I have to I have to I have to stretch for an hour before the workouts. Really? Yeah. I think it's I don't know. I think it's from my genetics or something. I'm just a stiff Vikings. I'm telling you. Carrying swords and swinging swords uh, all the time. I should be happy if I kick over your knees. <laughs> <laughs> I can only move fast with my feet. That's all. Yeah, but I guarantee you, you could improve that flexibility. Yeah, no, really, I work it on really it all. That's the thing I have to, that's the thing I have, in, in, you know, through my whole career. I'm just working on my, my, my flexibility. And, and when, I, when, I'm, when I'm stepping in that octagon, I'm, I'm flexible as hell. But that's just two times a year, though. So once, so year, once you get to flexible, yeah. full peak, in the full peak of camp, <laughs> then, just, then you're flexible. As soon as I leave the cage, it's, it's gone. <laughs> it it's gone. back <laughs> up. I'm are you doing a lot of weightlifting? Is that what it is? You're doing a lot of squats or deadlifts? No, it's or just, like it's, just it's, it's in my genetics, uh, I think. I just, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm super stiff. It depends. I'm not stiff everywhere. It's just my hamstrings are stiff. When did you start martial arts? Uh, for real, when I was starting MMA, 2000, end of 2006. Really? Yeah. Okay, so it was fairly late in life. It so. was. I've been boxing and stuff, but that's just been <clears> an amateur <throat> level. I, I don't even count that as a... As a as a serious doing sport thing, it, it was just fucking around. Yeah, just be playing around. So you were basically like eighteen, nineteen when you really got into it. Around there, yeah. yeah. So your body already matured. See, one of the things that you see about kicking in particular is when you get young fighters before their body is matured, then their flexibility usually stays. Yeah, you know, like yeah. if you start karate or something. And you like look that. at Phil Davis, for example. That guy is massive, but still he's flexible as. He's great. He's that like guy's a, a fucking stud athlete yeah, yeah, too. He, he looks is. like a superhero. I know. Like you I look know. at his, his waist to shoulder ratio. I know. It's same with Jimmy though. J- Jimmy mm-hmm. Manuel. I don't put up my t-shirt when I'm training with him. I don't want to. I, just, <laughs> keep, just keep my hoodie on me. Just keep my hoodie on. Me. Same with Phil. Yeah, those guys are jacked. Yeah, yeah, I know. Even if they're off season, I'm, that's the thing. I just getting like chubby or like a big, big ass a former body like. <laughs> <laughs> These guys, they like they look like athletes all year round. Uh, man, is that frustrating? Sometimes. <laughs> but is that just but genetics? It's good though when I'm winning the round. Sometimes, right? It's when you're winning the rounds as yeah. a fat guy, uh-huh. fat guys all over the world. Yeah. Um. So do you do you like do you watch your diet at all outside of uh, camp? I do. I do actually. I do. I, I try to. I try to stay away from sugar. Sugar. I don't. I don't. I, it's like. Uh, when I do sugar, if I do like sodas and stuff like that, I candy, whatever, I, I gain a lot of weight. But as soon as I quit it, I just it's crazy, just, isn't yeah, it? I drop in weight. Sugar's the devil. It is. I hate sugar. It's the worst. Yeah. yeah. It's the worst. When you realize what it's actually doing to your body, and then you realize it's everywhere, and that most people that you run into are just eating sugar all day long. Yeah. And it's it crazy. actually doesn't taste that good if you don't do it. Right. That's the weird yeah. thing, right? Once your gut bacteria becomes yeah. acclimated to eating exactly. healthy food, you start craving salads and shit. Yeah. It's weird, yeah. right? Yeah. So Now, when you talk about flexibility, do you ever do yoga? I don't. You don't? No, I don't like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Vikings and yoga don't mix. <laughs> No, I I think it's just because I'm so bad at it. I'm, you know, and you need patience. You need yeah. a lot of patience doing it. And I, I wish I, I I wish I liked it. I wish I because I would probably I would probably need it more than ever. But it's the it, don't get me wrong. I'm uh you know I, I stretch. I do my flexible things in in my training and all that. But yeah, put a whole workout in just to just to. F- stretch your body I'm, I don't know I don't, I don't have the patience for it it's not just that though that's what's interesting about it it's a strengthening thing too it just strengthens your body in an unusual way 
um, I've seen a lot more fighters getting involved in it and really f- seeing benefits. One of them was uh, Nathan Corbett. You know Nathan Corbett, the Muay Thai champion? Yeah, I heard about he, it. Yeah. He's doing some interview recently talking about how much yoga he does and how much it's oh, yeah? helped his power and helped his movement. No, I, b- I believe it does. I believe it does. But you're still not interested? I probably have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking a guy like you who's so driven yeah. that trying to succeed you know, at all costs, like yeah. trying to figure out what's the best way to succeed, yeah. you might want to investigate that. I should. I should actually do it. I should do it. I think it will – I think I will – you know, like people telling me, you know, they're telling me like my kicks, I have to work on my kicks more. I have to use my kicks more in the fights. And they, mm-hmm. they're all right. I, all I right. need to start doing my kicks more. And the thing I kick, but I kick with a certain maybe uh, insecurity. I don't know. I I, 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 I love, I think it is from, from back in the days when I was getting taken down all the time doing mm. my kicks. But nowadays people taking me down but i'm you know they can't hold me down right nobody if they take me down nobody can hold me down so that's just something i need to like start doing even more not just kicking to the to the legs or you know more powerful kicks to the body aiming for that head yeah for like sure that. yeah i mean with your length yeah. too i was starting doing my knees my knees are good i work on my knees all the time and, and I'm, I'm putting in more in my fights and i love my knees i'm i'm, I'm getting really high with my knees What's one of the beautiful things about MMA and martial arts in general is that there's always room for improvement. There's Mm. always things to work on. No one is the best at everything. Even if you're 31 years old, you're doing this for 10 years, you still have so much to learn. Yeah. that's That's the good thing with the sport. No, it's a, it's such a comprehensive sport. I mean, I really don't think people appreciate how much thought is involved in the preparation. Yeah. No, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, how long do you think you'll be doing it? You say 31 like you're old, but you're not. <laughs> but it seems like you've been doing it a long time, right? Yeah. How many years do you think you have left? I, I, feel, I feel really hungry and motivated. I don't think the age is going to be I, – I don't, I don't think uh, my age in terms of, you know, have pain in your body or injuries or anything like that is going to stop me. It's more like as, as long as I'm having fun, as long as I'm enjoying what I'm doing – I'll do it. I'll do it. And you have you have guys that are like doing it late in forties. Yeah, that's that's also a good thing with the sport. It's such a guys. It's such an old age of of, of peaking if you compare it to other sports. So I have a, I have a lot more to gain. I can't give you a number, but I have a lot more to to give. Telling you've you. had moments in your career though that you were kind of down, right? Like yeah, moments yeah, of in your career where you're yeah. thinking, how yeah. much longer am I going to do this? Exactly. Now, after Anthony Johnson lost, that, that was a tough one. Uh, you know, uh, but but I always told myself, like, you know, either either I, either I just put my either I just get a fuck out of there, or I just learn from it and keep going doing it. And I just love my life as it is. You know, I have the I have my my my. I'm so flexible in my schedule, my, my you know, in my time with with the family, and I I gain everything from the sport. So so I I have to do it more, and I'm gonna do it more. That's that's what I if if I if I'm probably gonna like if if I would like for example say uh, you know fuck it I don't after I lost against something for example I regret myself like a, a lot in like in the late forties maybe I don't right. know so. Well, because you you had your finest performance after that. Yeah. I mean, the Glover Teixeira fight. Yeah. And I just feel like that that's the thing. 
You know, I just feel like I'm just keep going like this. Right. For every fight. Then I have I had a couple of setbacks, but I'm still seeing those marginals. I see the numbers going up. I see I see myself doing better. So I I believe in myself 100%, and I believe I have the, what it takes to take that belt. That, I believe I have what it takes, and I believe I can beat John Jones. I believe 100%. I have what it takes to beat John Jones, and I have what it, it takes to beat DC. So... I'm just looking for that opportunity. I want, I want to, you know, step in there. People say I'm not active enough. I, I don't say enough. But that's never been my thing. I've never been like a Conor McGregor. And if I should start doing what he's doing, people are going to tell me, like, shut the fuck up. You, <laughs> you know, I, I see right through you. You're not that guy. Right, right, right. You know, I, yeah. I was just, like, silly myself. So, yeah. so I just, you know, doing what I do. I'm always going to do what I do. And, and, uh, and I show what I have when I, when I fight. And I've been a little bit inactive because of because of my injury now and because of all that. But you know, whatever people say, I'm I'm, I'm down and, and I'm just waiting for the, the next opportunity. Basically, I can't wait. The Rumble Johnson fight was uh, a tough one for you to swallow too because it was in Stockholm. It was this enormous event. Everybody was there to see yeah. you. And um, in that fight, we didn't pick it up while the fight was going on, but you guys collided heads. Yeah. Yeah, it was a headbutt. Yeah, it was a. Head. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from Anthony Johnson. He, that guy is a beast, and he hits hot. He's one of the hardest hitters in the in the no the doubt. fucking sport. No so, doubt. I mean, no one's taking anything away no. from him. He's truly exceptional. But the thing is, I was throwing my 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 kick there, and he just came in there, and his forehead hit my my chin. Yeah, and from and I just I just blacked out. I, I didn't. I was, went down. I went up again. I was in the ma- I was in the match again. Mm. But he, he just, you know, when he gets a taste of blood, he just goes for it. And and I should just keep my guard up. I'm I'm very like this, right? You know, I'm very lengthy. And he just caught me as I'm doing all that. But isn't that one of those situations where until you've been there, and you you've been that hurt in a big fight like that, mm. it's like the experience is it's it's an alien experience. It is. It is. It's it's you don't recognize any of it. It's like you you, you can't. Nothing controls your mind trying to control your legs, your arms, like this and that. But it was just, I was just disorientated, man. And yeah. It was four in the morning in, a, in, in one of the big stadiums in Sweden, four in the morning. We filled it up. We filled it up. And, and it was and huge place. It, it, was, it was huge, man. And, 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 uh, and uh, like I said, four in the morning, I, you know, when the people told me like, oh, we're going to do this. I'm like, no, hell, it's not going to, it's not going to happen. How should we manage to fill this place up? Right. But still, people went there to see it, and it was just an amazing feeling stepping out there. Well, for people that don't understand why, they did it to coordinate it with American pay-per-view. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it was rough, man. It was a, a rough loss. And now Rumble just decided he doesn't want to fight anymore, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Every now and then he thinks about it. He says he wants to come back as a heavyweight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's even going to make it to light heavy anymore no <laughs> not, he's not so, suspicious i've seen it's so crazy to think that that guy fought at 170 at one point in his career i can't even i can't even yeah i can't even see that now yeah i don't I can't understand how he even did it i mean it's just such a massive guy his, his neck is like the size of his head he has not yeah. a big, small head he has like a, this big round head yeah and the, the, <laughs> the neck is the size of his head so he's now he's a big guy a really big guy i ran into him once while he was fighting 170 uh he was in the lobby of a hotel i came downstairs and I go, Anthony, how much do you weigh? And he starts laughing. He's like, 230? I was like, 230? You weigh 230? You oh, got to get down that, to 170? That, that makes my weight cut easy, man. I'm telling you, that makes my weight cut 
my, it's, it makes my weight cut easy. Uh, his weight cut was horrific. He yeah. used to, his whole, his cheeks used to suck. He has prominent cheekbones, right? Huh. So like when his weight cut was fully dehydrated, when his body was like really, Sticking really thin, out. it was like horrible. It was like, like, like a skeleton. Oh shit. It's like, man, oh, that guy, good for you he and missed weight a bunch of times too. Yeah. No, you know? going up to light weights is probably the best thing he's ever done in his career. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was kind of stunned when he decided to retire, but what he said was interesting. He said, uh, I'm not a fighter. He goes, I'm an athlete. He goes, I'm just really good at fighting. I don't, goes, know if that's, I don't like that, fighting. I don't know if that's correct, though. I would see him more like, like, a, like a fighter. You know, he's a great athlete, but, but I see him more like a, like a hardcore fighter. I, I don't, you know, he, yeah. of course, he's not, all, we all are athletes doing this, right. but, but, but he's more like the fighter. You know, Phil Davis is, is an athlete. He's an athlete, but this guy, he's just like... It's a fighter, man. I'm telling you. You got to tell him, man. <laughs> I mean, if you watch his fight with Glover Teixeira or you watch yeah. his fight with yeah. Little Nog, you yeah. go, yeah, that motherfucker's no. a destroyer. He does. He He's does. a destroyer. You don't want to be in front of him. <clears throat> and that shows you how fucking tough DC is. Yeah. No, DC that guy, beat that guy twice. I, I, I throwed everything I had at him. Everything I had. I, I need him in the face. I kicked him in his body. Sometimes I hit him and I saw his eyes go like this. And he just, he just put, he just kept going. DC's an animal. Yeah, a four-wheel drive just kept on, <laughs> He's on going. He's a fucking here. animal, yeah. man. Whatever I throw, and he just same pace, same pace. Yeah, yeah. you know, if I fight him again, I will, I will, I will not stand in his pocket. I want to stand in front of him. So you think that was the critical error, like 100%. being right in front of yeah, him? Yeah, hundred percent. Especially when you have such a reach advantage. Yeah, I respect his wrestling too much. Um, so yeah, like if I fight him again, I will do it a way different way. Yeah, I'm sure he'd do something different too, though, right? He probably do. He probably <laughs> do, but he's still doing one thing like all, all the time. He just keeps moving forward. That's what he right. does. That's what you got to do is you got to catch him when he's coming down from heavyweight. Yeah, because yeah. he's. You remember the towel? Where he's pushing down on the towel. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. No, I, I, I want him to come down. I hope he's coming down. Yeah, he, he can't. He can't just like. You know, take that fight now. If, you know, even if he wins, he has to come come down and and. and and uh, defend. defend. He might and fight. listen. If he beats Stipe, he might fight Francis again. Who knows? He might fight uh, Volkov. Who you know? He could. Who could fight? No, he has to fight me. He doesn't want to fight me, but he has to fight me. He has to. In your mind, he has to fight. That's me. what you need. Yeah, that's what I need. Yeah, that's my. It's him or John. So if John's back is. first, you would like to be the first guy to fight John. I will come back right away. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm training. I'm in camp, and I'm not in camp. Sorry, I'm training. Right, I'm feeling great. My shoulder is good, and I'm just waiting for an opportunity. The light heavyweight is pretty wide open right now, it particularly is. with this decision for DC to fight against it Stipe. Is. So we, you have, you know, it's interesting. Like you have um, Ozdemir, who just lost, right? You got your friend Jimmy Manoa. You have a, a few guys who are at the the top of the heap. You know, uh, but you're the standout right now when, with John mm. being in he's, limbo. Yeah, he's gone. No, nobody knows what's happening with him. You Who know, else stands out to you in that division? Elir. Yeah, yeah, Elir. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't fight my teammates. At right, all. of course. I don't fight my teammates. Elir, I've been training <laughs> with him since I was, I started my career. So Jimmy, Jimmy, and, and, and Elir is, you know, we've been saying to each other that whatever happens, we're not fighting each other. You know, um, but uh, yeah, for, for the, the only, the only. The only fight that makes sense for me right now it's uh, is fighting is, is fighting the top guys. You know, I'm ranked number one right now, so I can't look back. I can't look down. I have to look up. Right. What, what's, what's the next up here? And uh, 
we take it from there. We take it from there. And and uh, like you said with John Johnson's and Limbo, I hope it comes back. If it doesn't come back, maybe I fight him in boxing. I'll fight him in boxing too. Why does he want to box? He's been boxing on his Instagram. That's all he do is boxing right now. Really? Yeah. I haven't paid attention to his Instagram. Nah, he's boxing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't see, see him coming back as a boxer though. Maybe no, he just no, sees we, that we, Conor no, McGregor we, money. We we could we we could yeah that's that's another thing. But we can take it like uh, you know maybe a sideshow here. We can box <laughs> whatever. You know? So you just want to get in there with him somehow or another. Yeah, somehow Some, or another. Yeah. Somehow or another, yeah. your competitive drive once you get in there with him. That's my that's my like I told you it's 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 bigger than winning the belt. That's your Mount Everest, yeah, it John is. Jones. It is. John's out there going yeah. <laughs> he, knows that. <laughs> he knows that. He knows that. Here he is. Yeah. <clears throat> There is. He still got that Corvette. Yo, sell that thing. Get a minivan. <laughs> Drive slow. It looks good, man. Looks real good. Yeah, you do. It's got to be so frustrating for him to be in a situation that he's in. Yeah, you know? I can't even imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine it. either. It's it's fucked up. It's a crazy situation to be in. Yeah. You know. Well, did you see the article Colby Covington? No. What did what he, he say? What he said about John Jones? I don't even want to hear it. No, okay, we shouldn't. I mean, you there. could you could bring it up if you want to, but Colby. No, he, he was talking. It he, he was it was a, like a a text like this, just about John Jones, how piece of shit he is. <sighs> now I was even surprised when I saw it myself. You know, I was like, is this right or wrong? I don't know. It's John crazy. Jones is gonna be in front of you one day. Got to be careful. Watch your fucking words. Yeah, you're gonna get slapped in the face. Yeah. by a guy who can kill you with his hands. That's a that's a bad move. I, I I get what Colby's doing. I mean, he's making a lot of noise and trying to do business, you know. And if you fight him, you're gonna make a lot of money because a lot of people are gonna come to see him get his ass kicked. You know, you know he's, yeah, he's gonna probably fight. not. He's not probably on on the on the on the popular list. He's probably on the. I want to see. I want to see you get knocked out. List. He's in a dangerous yeah. situation yeah. right now. He's gonna fight Dos Anjos. Yeah. Rafael Dos Anjos it, is Brazilian. He talked crazy shit about Brazil. And they were gonna is. fight in Brazil. He is. But yeah. they moved the fight he to is. Chicago, which yeah. for Colby, thank the baby Jesus. Yeah, exactly. I would say <laughs> the same thing. You don't want to be fighting yeah. Rafael Dos Anjos. You don't Brazilian. want to. You don't even want to be close to Brazilian right now. No. If you're Colby Covington. You don't even want to be close to him. No, I would not go if I was him. No. He'd probably go anyway, man. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll no. go if the money's right. I'm yeah. sure he would. But Dos Anjos right now at welterweight, I think, is a murderer. He's a fucking killer at welterweight because yeah. for him, that cut down to 55 was just too big, too yeah. big. And yeah, he's see, a big guy. He's big. I mean, it's just too much of a cut, too draining on his body. And then you see the way he beat Robbie Lawler in his last fight. You're mm. like, holy shit. Yeah. Goes through Neil Magny, Robbie Lawler, and you yeah. look at how good he looks at yeah. 170. You're like, it's a holy tough shit. Fight. It's a good fight. It's a good fight. It's a very good fight. Yeah. It's a really good fight. Particularly stand-up. He has a, a big advantage, I think, over Colby. Yeah. Stand-up. What does he do, Colby? But is he it's a wrestler? wrestler? It's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. His yeah. stand-up is good. I mean, he beat Damian Maya. He beat him up. But I, I feel like Maya is, uh, you know, I mean, Maya was coming off of that very, very hard fight against Tyron Woodley. Five hard rounds, got beat up. And then he's going to go five. I think he went three rounds with Colby. But I just don't think he's the same guy anymore. I think he's 41, I think, Maya. He's been 40, in the game 41. for a very long time. Long time. He's been in the game for a very long time. Yeah, and I think uh, those long, hard five-round wars yeah. like he did with Woodley. It takes Woodley. a toll on you, yeah. yeah. It takes yeah. a toll on you. Not taking anything away from Colby. But I think also think Colby's style is probably tailor-made for a guy like Maya. Yeah. You know, wrestling, that's, very strong. That's what you usually see. Yeah. Like, wrestlers against... Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Now, you're a fucking 
decent guy. You don't get in any bullshit. You're not involved in any brawls. You don't get involved in any stupidity. You're an excellent representative of a professional athlete. Thanks. What do you think about all this Conor McGregor bullshit? Like you see someone throwing a dolly at a no, bus man. and shattering a window. No, no, no I, I don't even have words for it, man. I have no words for it. What did you think of when you heard the news? I've, I've, I heard the news when I landed. I was in the plane when it was all happening, flying to New York. And when I landed, my phone was like, all these text messages coming in going, what the fuck is wrong with Connor? What the fuck? I'm like, what happened? You know, and then yeah. I checked the news and I was like, oh, Christ. And then I hear that two fights were pulled from the card, then three fights were pulled yeah. from the card. No, Connor McGregor, he, he's, just, he's just losing it right now. I th it feels like he's he's lost it. I uh, I feel like, you, you know, I I've never really been. You know, I respect all the things he does. He's he, he's he's a he's a great businessman. He do what it takes to make money. He knows what it takes to get money, and he does he do it really good. He's he's a he's a mastermind when it comes to trash talking, man. He's oh, ta he ta he he's takes, a wizard. He takes it to another level, but like. This thing he did now, it's just, it's, uh, it's just crazy. You don't do that. You don't do it at all. I don't, I don't know what it is. Wh wh why is he doing it? Yeah, I don't know either. Is, is, is he drunk as fuck, or is he, is he just? Uh, is I wouldn't he like say it's booze. I wouldn't think that's a booze move. That seems no. more like a coke move. Yeah, it could be. I don't yeah. know. That's or it just could be part of his act. Yeah, but you know, that's like, the thing. Like, do you really take it that far? Yeah. Do you really take it that far to to just? Make some noise. I don't know. Well, what if the, my thing is like, what if that that dolly hit the car where Rose was sitting and cut Rose's face up? No, that was just be fuck, that, man. Yeah, that's like be crazy. Michael Chiesa. I'm sad that he got cut, uh, but Chiesa's a tough bastard. Yeah. He'll be fine. Yeah. He's probably pissed off, and yeah. he's gonna sue Connor, and he'll probably make a shitload of money yeah. suing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, what if it hit Rose? No, that would be bad. It would oh, be really bad. No. I would feel terrible. The fucking world would hate him. Oh, yeah. Like, what oh, if yeah. Rose was blinded in one eye because of that? Oh, no, like, shit. That would be a nightmare. Real. What the fuck? That look, look, uh, Ray Borg got cuts in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's entirely possible. Yeah, he got glasses, glass, glass cuts in his yeah, eye? Yeah, yeah. He got glass shards. He got a, 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 a scratch cornea. Are they all suing Connor now? Or? Oh, yeah, God, they should man. be. I don't know. Find out how many lawsuits. I know Kiesa filed. Kiesa definitely filed a lawsuit or filed a complaint, which will lead to a lawsuit, I, I imagine. Look, I imagine if I was Connor, I would settle the fucking every single thing outside of court because if he loses, if he loses and he gets a felony, he's fucked. He probably won't even be able to come into the country. No, exactly. No. Here's my thing. Imagine, switch it around. Imagine if Ray Borg threw that dolly at the bus and Connor was no, inside. Yeah, he would have smoked. Be gone. His yeah, career be gone. would be over. He, he will be gone for sure. That's this, one of the more fucked up things about this. Yeah, yeah, he will be gone. Is it's, that you know Connor's getting special treatment? Exactly. Of course. Of he course. is. Yeah. Of course. Of course. That's not but, good for anybody. No, it, it's not. It's not. And like I like I told you, he's just he's just losing his mind right now. It's uh, you, you do it to a certain certain level, and then you just like you just chill. You don't yeah. take it further than that, than the, the, what it just did. Yeah. So, I don't I don't have any words for it, man. I, I just feel like it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible for for everybody in the sport, man. No, it's terrible. It's terrible for Connor even yeah. because you, you yeah. don't want to be know, in a position like yeah, that. Yeah, he's making money. I don't know what he make uh, what he made for for that Mayweather fight, but I'm telling you, if he keep doing what he's doing, that 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 money is not going to be enough no. to to pay all that shit he has to pay. No. No, he'll you know, burn right through that yeah. money. But he's probably burning through that money anyway. Every time you see him, he's got a new Bentley. Yeah. He probably lives in a mansion now. Oh, yeah, he does. 
hundred percent. He has his private jet. I don't know how many bounces. <laughs> I don't know how many uh, what you call it uh, bodyguards you had yeah. when he when when he, when he hit that guy in in Ireland. The yeah. the the gangster guy he hit yeah. in Ireland. He had a bunch of like bodyguards I had around it. What do they cost every day? <laughs> They're not cheap though. Yeah, that that money piles up. Yeah, but when you're 29 years old, like Connor, you don't even think about it. You're no, just, you don't. He's thinking about now, not the future, and he probably thinks he's going to make sad, hundreds of millions. That's more. the sad part of it, man. Yeah. That's the sad because doing what he's doing, whatever it's a billion or whatever it is, it's not a lot of money. It's it's going to run through you. Well, there's that, and then there's the thing that really gets me is that what Connor is is an exceptional world championship fighter. I mean, that's what he really is. All this other stuff, is the, the bullshit is going to get in the way of his legacy. I mean, he, yeah. his legacy shouldn't be a boxing match where he was TKO'd by the greatest boxer ever. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, I know. His legacy should be the next fight after Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, I, know, I know what you mean, man. I know what Eddie you mean. Eddie Alvarez, was a, that was a masterful no, he, he's, performance. He's, he's been smashing beasts. Yeah. He's been taking two belts. Yeah. He's a... He's a, he's a, he's a He's just an, a regular guy from Ireland who comes to the he comes to America and he just li lives the American dream. He, he, you know, he don't think nobody's done before. Yeah. So you know, it's it's terrible. To, it's terrible to to see all this shit happen. Yeah, because I'm saying yeah. that all these things that are happening, it's bad for him. Yeah, of course. It's not just bad for the sport to yeah. let him get away with it. It's with all bad this for happening, him. with all this happening, you don't even like think of what he's been doing in Octagon. Right. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, just think about setting him up with Khabib, you know, having that fight. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, that would be a giant fight. That I, might be one of the biggest MMA fights ever to make. Him versus yeah, Khabib? Yeah, Khabib is, what's his record, 25 and 0? 26 now. 26 and 0. 26 that's, and 0. That's amazing. And he's barely tested. Yeah. He barely no, gets tested. Yeah, that's what, amazing. You see one little flaw in him, you get all excited. Yeah. Because it's like, ooh, look, he's keeping his Who chin up. Who do you up. think win that fight? What's that? Who do you think win that fight? It's a good question. It's Well, the question is, can Connor catch him? Can Connor catch him while he's coming in? Yeah. And if Connor can catch him, look, Connor can knock anybody out. Yeah. I mean, look, you see what he, what he did to Eddie Alvarez. You see what he did to Aldo. Nobody had ever done that to Aldo before. That's world. That that's the best strikers in the in the division. Yeah. And what Connor has is incredible precision mm. and the ability. He's he's fast. He's he's so fast. So fast. His speed. His angles. He moves. He moves. Create an angle and he just counter the shit out of the guys and. Yeah, that's that's all he needs. He also moves unusual. He mm. moves almost like a karate guy. Yeah, he does. You know, he does. like wide stance, but then knocks you out like a like a real yeah. pro boxer. Like the only thing I'm doubting on it's on, on Connor. Yeah, you know, he, he's 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 the best striker and all of that. But does he have the conditioning for Khabib? That's a good question. It's Khabib, good question. he just he just keeps going and just, different animal. Yeah, and it's also the wrestling. Yeah, like Khabib's wrestling is not just a level above everybody else, but multiple levels. Yeah, like he just I heard I heard like heavy guys. I'm talking about heavyweights. Talking about Khabib's pressure on the ground, being on top. Yeah, yeah. You know, taking that that side belt, that seat belt around, taking his hands, moving that leg up. You know, just neutralize the guy totally. So, Luke Rockhold said he never loses a round in training. Oh, he said? He said he doesn't lose a round. Yeah, Khabib. He said, Khabib yeah. doesn't lose a round. He just smashes everybody. That's insane. Man. Everybody who wrestles with him are like, fuck, That's here we insane. go. 
time to go through the grinder. It's like <laughs> those fucking guys in Dagestan, man. New York Times had an article about Dagestan wrestling and about how these guys, they, they have very few options. And so a lot of them, you know, they go towards the dark side and get involved in terrorism, all these other things. And this is the way to go towards the light side. Yeah, they do sports. Yeah. yeah. And they have a different mindset there, too. If you're doing good, if you are, if you are a, like, if, if you win the World Games or whatever, they take care of you. Man. They, yeah. They're really supportive. The whole government, the whole country is carrying you out from the mat. They carry into the. You're a king there. Yeah. Just that. It's a, it's a, it's a great motivation, man. That's they're they're just yeah they're animals, man. They're animals. Did you see Zabit fight? Who? Zabit Magomed Sharapov. He fought uh, on the undercard of. Uh, no, I don't think so. Holy shit! He's another one from Dagestan. <laughs> another one of those. Uh, another one, but he's totally different. He's like six foot one. Fights at one forty five. Yeah, and that guy. Yeah, the karate yeah, yeah, guy. The, yeah, the guy. Yeah. yeah, I think his background is actually like I want to say it's wushu or something like that. Oh, yeah? I think he started off as a kung fu guy. But who, who did he go? He won that fight. Kyle Bokniak. Great mm. fight. Crazy three-round fight. Bokniak just kept coming at him. Kept coming at him. And then at the end of the third round, Bokniak finally has him cornered up against the cage and he's teeing off on him. Phenomenal fight. <laughs> I mean, phenomenal fight for the oh, toughness to of Bokniak to and the skill of Zabit. I mean, fucking phenomenal. Just this ridiculous technique. And this guy's not even a wrestler. He's a, he's a striker. No, he's a striker, but he's got wrestling too. Yeah. I mean, his wrestling is good too, and his, his takedown defense is very good, his, yeah. and his wow. jiu-jitsu is very good too. But wow. his fucking striking, crazy shit, wheel yeah. kicks, front leg roundhouse kicks to the face, switch kicks, just everything. That's crazy, man. Everything lightning fast, yeah. perfect technique. And here's a big thing, too, is his footwork. When he lands, he's always in perfect position. Everything he does, when he comes down, he's never awkward. He's never like, his legs are never crossed up. Yeah, nothing. nothing. But phenomenal technique. That's impressive to see. It's impressive to see when, 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 when guys are like good strike, good, guys with good kicks. For example, John Jones, for example, they, they kick high. They kick from different angles. They kick, and they just land like, like they haven't kicked. Yeah. They land like. Really good, good base. They're ready for another. They're ready for a counter. They're ready for this. It's impressive to see. So for you as a guy who, if you had to say you have a f- one area in your game that needs the most work, you'd say that's your kicking? Wow. I think, I, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Of course, kicking is one of, the, one of the, the things. I think I have to work on a lot, man. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm far from... I would probably never be a, 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 a complete fighter. I, I have to work on everything. You know, I need to keep my keep working on my boxing. I have to keep working on my footwork. I have to keep working on my kicks, my knees, my elbows, my grappling, my my wrestling. Uh, keep my chin down, guard up, all that shit. <laughs> it, <laughs> never <ends. laughs> no, it, it never ends. No, it never ends. It just keeps going. Just keeps going. Who do you like to watch fight? I like to watch my teammates fight. I like I like I like seeing guys in in my division. Uh, I should be honest to you. I'm 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 not really uh, I'm not I'm not, I'm not a guy that really watch fights. I don't watch all the fights. I don't about barely watching any fights. I just fight if I know uh, uh, either my teammate, my teammates, or competition fights. My competition is fighting. I fight. I, I look at the fights, but uh, oh, good, good title defenses and stuff like that. But I, I don't, I don't barely watch fights. Do you think it's because it's just too much a part of your life? It's just I think it's important that you you have some distance to you have some distance to 
to your work. It, it, it is a work. Even if it's your hobby and your lifestyle and, and, and your passion, it, it's, a, it's a work and, and you need some distance. And my distance, like I told you, it's been outdoors. My distance is, you know, being outdoors, hunting, uh, family and friends. You know, I, so it's, it doesn't interest me to watch the fights. It's getting too much of it. It's particularly when I'm in camp, I'm... I don't watch fights at all. I get, it gets too much. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, you're probably spending five hours a day just training. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it gets too much, man. But as, like I thought, if, if, if I know John Jones is fighting, DC is fighting, right, right. Vulcan is fighting, I'm watching those fights. Right. Do you, do you have a guy that's like your favorite guy to watch? Like a Mighty Mouse or someone or Anderson Silva or someone? Yeah, those guys. I, I watch those guys. Yeah, I watch, I watch Mighty Mouse. That guy is incredible. Yeah. He he's he's hands down he's the best guy. Do you sometimes right now competing? Wonder what it would be like if you were that light. Wonder what it'd be like if you I only weighed yeah. 125 pounds. No, I would be like, so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fast and light heavy. I would be. Do you see my shadow in there? <laughs> Running around like this. I know it'd be crazy, right? I mean, it, it, Mighty Mouse is so fast. One time I've told the story before, but one time I, I grabbed him just playing around from behind. I'm like, "What's up?" I grabbed him. He turned and kneed me in the body <laughs> two times before I even knew he did anything, man. He went, Da-da! and I went, "Oh, dude, that was ridiculous!" I'm like, "How the fuck did you move that quick?" Now, you, you know, he, his fights is amazing to see, and the, the, the way he, he he finished his fights, the one he 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 he's he's like throwing the guy, taking that armbar yeah. in the air, Ray Borg, yeah. Yeah, it was no, it was just amazing to yeah, see. Yeah, he uh, suplexed him and took the armbar yeah, in the air on the yeah. way down. I mean, that is fucking video game shit. It is. It is. <laughs> he said he drills that. Yeah, no, it's insane. He said it's that's insane. something he drills all yeah. the time like that. No, he just... plays video games a lot, so he probably gets it from the video. I have to try this. You yeah. do something in the video, I have to try this, and then he goes and do it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Now, do you do you watch a lot of boxing? Well, uh, yeah, I watch the big fights. I watch the big fights. I do. But... No, I'm not really a, a, a guy that watch a lot of fights overall. You see, it's just because, like you said, you need distance. Distance. Yeah, it's not in my interest. You know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I got guys in my team. They're like such a nerds. They, they're on the, they're on the, they, they, they know everything about everyone. Mm. They don't even train themselves. They just know everything about everyone, and that's enough for me. They just tell me, who's this? I ask them. They're like, oh, don't you know? I'm no. Who's this? Oh, this is this? <laughs> yes, this skills. This, this. I'm like, okay, good. So, uh, yeah. So, like, when you're in camp, do you, what do you do to try to relax, and, like, for downtime? Do you try to read books? Do you watch TV? Do you play video games? Like, what do you do? I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually spending time outdoors. During camp? During camp. That's what I do. That's my way to to get away from everything. Uh, you know, watch watch a series, hanging out with with my family and stuff. But but for me, the real distance I get when I'm when I'm outdoors hunting or I'm up with dogs or you know. I usually I don't even have to hunt. I just, I just go out there hike. Yeah, hike. I got some lands not far from Stockholm. I go out there and just hanging out. You know, I, sometimes I'm just tracking. Oh, what's this? Oh, that's a wild bull. You know, and I just follow it where it, where it goes or could be, could be, could be anything. Just out. I like to be outdoors. Even if it's like 10 minus degrees or if it's summertime. I'm out, I'm out all the time. That's awesome. That's a, a great yeah. way to put things into perspective too, right? Yeah. And the guys are telling me, they're like, if you put that much time 
be, be like you're doing in hunting, <laughs> you do that in training, or be not time, but just having that interest. Yeah. You know, they, they, they all the time telling me that. So, but so, don't you but, think that those interests, things like hunting, are a relief for your mind? But it is. It is. I wish, yeah. I wish everybody could see that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a healthy way of living, I think. Yeah. I think, I think for, especially to a guy who has such an intense pursuit, it's probably good to have another thing that you're interested in so that it, it mm. gives you like a relief from not always thinking about fighting all the time. There's a break. you have Because yeah. it's obviously hunting is not competitive. So what you're doing when you're hunting is, is more primal and natural, but also very difficult Chilling. and time-consuming. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like you, 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 you train, you, you, you compete at the gym, you compete in the, in the octagon, you're, you're competing in business, you're competing in everything. It's just a competitive way of... Also, you live a competitive way of way. It's a competitive way of living, basically, and and uh, it, it gets a toll on you after a while. And, and, yeah. and when I was when I was young, when I started this sport, I was just I was you know I was just like I, I wanted to smash everybody the gym, all bomb, you know. All, but now, you know, nowadays I'm like I know my my body better. I know what my body needs. Uh, I I know okay. This is I I found a way where I. Even if even if I was doing what I was d- doing six seven years ago, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even if I if I do it in, in training wise, uh, being such a nerd in training and and just training training seven days a week twenty four hours a day, I wouldn't be a better competitor. I wouldn't do better in fights. Now I found a way of, I basically found a way of okay, this is what I need to to make my life better and, and, and make my com- competition better. I perform much better doing this. I perform, I perform much better having that distance from, from, from all that competitive uh, things. Uh, and and uh, so, yeah, I need it, man. I yeah. need it. So where are you standing right now? You're healed up. You're ready to go. Do you just sit and wait for a call? Your manager uh, informs the UFC that you're ready to go into camp. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to. I'm ready to go in camp. I'm I'm training right now. Um, I'm healed up. I'm hundred percent. So, but how does that work? Do you do you contact the UFC and, and try to negotiate something to try to get something going? Do you wait for them to contact you, or do you wait for this Stipe Miocic uh, DC fight? Basically, I'm just waiting for them to to come with something that makes sense for for me. And so, there's been no discussion so far. <sighs> No, no, not really, not really, no. That's got to be kind of frustrating. Yeah, you know, it's been some discussions, uh, but but nothing that really, not nothing that really, uh, nothing that really I, I count on or anything like that. It's just been just been up in the air, and uh, I'm just waiting for something on the table that makes sense. And I'm ready to go, man. So what would make sense? Other than John Jones, other than DC, what would make sense? You as the number one contender right now, John's unranked because right now he's currently suspended. But as soon as they put him back in, he's likely to be right up there with you. And then you have DC. I mean, who else in your division makes any sense now? If they were to offer you a fight now, if John Jones is going to be suspended still for another six months or whatever it's going to be, who makes sense in your division for you other than DC? Well, I, I wish I had an answer to that right now, but I, I really don't. I, I just, 
you know, I just feel like it has to be it has to be an unmeaningful offer. It has to be something that I feel this is right. This is this is what I what I want. I feel like man in in, in my position uh, in my career right now every fight every fight has to mean something yeah every, that's what i'm getting yeah, at is yeah. that there's with you at the top yeah. really the fight to make is one of two dc or john those yeah. those are the two fights yeah or or it could be something else too uh, joe but it has to be it has to be it has to feel right though it has to feel right and and uh, it has to be it has to be something meaningful like a big main event on fox or something yeah. like that yeah. yeah something where it's a big fight to showcase something good man something yeah. good and you know everybody knows that when i'm stepping up in that octagon i'm going to perform and i'm going to make a show and and i'm looking for that goal that's all i'm seeing well, listen, man, uh, I'm a fan. It's been a pleasure to be able to commentate your fights. I really enjoy watching you fight. I really enjoy watching you develop the whole process. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on here, man. Appreciate it, it Joe. Thank I you, appreciate brother. that. Thank, Thank you very you. much, man. for having me, man. And good luck to you. Appreciate that. The Mauler, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the podcast. Thank you to Onnit. Go to O-N-N-I-T. Use the code word ROGAN, and you will save 10% off any and all supplements thank you to motherfucking stamps.com stamps.com click on the microphone at the top of the homepage. type in j-r-e and they will hook you up with a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale you can't go wrong that's stamps.com and enter click on the microphone and enter j-r-e and thank you also to the motherfucking cash app download the cash app for free in the app store or google play use the promo code joe rogan one word they will give you five dollars and five dollars will go to our good friend justin wren's fight for the forgotten charity whoo so that's it that's it for today ladies and motherfucking gentlemen tomorrow michael hunter will be here if you don't know who michael hunter is he is the chef that you might have heard about this in the news vegans were protesting his restaurant standing outside in front of his restaurant saying meat is murder and all that stuff so um he decided to cut meat up in front of him <laughs> and they freaked out and uh it's fascinating then they came back in larger groups and more aggressive despite the fact that this man actually serves a lot of vegan dishes and vegetarian dishes and Despite the fact that there's literally where he is in Toronto, who knows how many thousands of restaurants that serve meat. They've decided to pick on him. Um, I want to talk to him about that, what it's like to be a chef and run his own restaurant. and That should be very interesting. Uh, we got a lot of podcasts this week, a lot of good ones. Majid Nawaz will be here with Sam Harris on Wednesday. I don't know how to say this dude's name. Kolayan Noir. How do you say it? C-O-L-I-O-N. Kolayan. Seems too much like Colin, but it's not Colin. Anyway, he'll be here. He represents the National Rifle Association. He's one of the hip, young, woke characters that represents the NRA. Seems like a very good guy. He was also the one that kind of got in trouble with uh, Killer Mike. Killer Mike got in trouble for, I don't know, defending guns or something like that. 
it's a conversation to be had, and it's a complex conversation, and especially with someone who's a big gun supporter, I think it's going to be a fascinating one. That'll be on Wednesday. Ah, and then, motherfucking Friday and Saturday, I'm in Boston. Very excited. Thank you, everybody who came out to the shows this past weekend in Irvine. We had a Flintstone-style gay old time, and uh, I'm ready. I'm pumped up. So, much love to everybody. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. Bye. Bye.